2: rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for the love of God. Do it. It really helps.
0: Here we are virtually from SF Film Fest yet again with uh, our friends here from a film called Tales of the Accidental City. We have actors Mercy Muticia and Wikio Mizenke. Thank you so much for being on the show. You are very, very far away from San Francisco, so I appreciate um, working with us on the time difference. But um, I'm gonna have Mercy, if that's okay, introduce the film to our listeners.
3: Yes, so Tales of the Accidental City is a film about, uh, is it four characters who have been sent to an anger management class by the court because of acts of misdemeanor or violence, right? So, there's, the, there's Eddie, who played um, the former city councillor, Louis. There's a street hawker called um, Sarah Obama. There's Jacinda, my character. And then there's uh, Martina's character. What was the name of Martina's character? Diana. Diana. So the four of them found themselves in really strange situations where they acted violently and they ended up in Councillor Rose, who is Wakiom Zenge, in her. Anger Management class. The film is an experimental film. It's based on Zoom. It's a it's like a Zoom anger <laughs> management class. Yeah, I think that's the much I can give without giving spoilers <laughs> about the movie.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if either of you can speak to this, but at the beginning of the film, it says that this was originally supposed to be a play. So can either one of you, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to us who, who wants to talk about, or both of you, wants to talk about the process of, okay, it was gonna be on the stage and now we're gonna have to
1: pivot to, <sighs> we're in a pandemic and be on Zoom for this. Uh, I think actually Massey should talk about that because uh, first of all, they did a the radio drama based on this play, and she was part of the process. I only joined when we were doing the film. So maybe she can touch on how they transitioned from the play to the radio drama and then (laughs) the film.
3: Yeah, so originally, uh, this this, uh, film was supposed to be a stage play. It was supposed to be on stage, and, and then it was supposed to be on stage in 2020, but then corona happened, and there was no public gatherings anywhere. So the first idea that came to Maimouna, who is the director, Maimouna who's the director of the film, was how about we make this into an audio play? So we first uh, had Zoom rehearsals for like a whole, was it two months or a month, where we just rehearsed our voices and everything. And then it was a 90 minute audio play, which was released in October 2020 at Ake festivals in Lagos. And then from there, out of necessity, it was now transformed into a Zoom film. Yeah, so it's been a whole journey, rehearsals. So it was first uh, transformed from a stage play to an audio play, which was like a whole, I think, rewrite. And then from that to a Zoom play, which was also another rewrite. Kudos to the writer and the director, Maimuna. yeah.
2: Yeah, I really love the characters. I mean, it's it's driven by you guys. You're so captivating. And, and we're essentially, <laughs> just like we are right now, we're, we're watching a Zoom meeting. And it's like, oh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to keep yeah. people captivated for that long but you really managed to. So I'd love to talk about your process as actors not having that face-to-face uh, interaction to feed off of, but yet giving us so much in terms of just the range of emotions that we go through throughout the course of the anger management meeting. So Wakia, uh, yeah. if you'd like to start with that as yeah. our counselor <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well this already feels like part of the rehearsals that we were doing so this is how we were doing it. Yes um, and we still we can still you know get energy from each other as we go on even if we are not together physically. So um, what I really like about Maimuna Jaila, first of all, she's a first time film director with this particular film, but she is a theater director. And so there's a lot of uh, theatrics that she borrowed from her experience as a, as a theater director that she brought into play. So most films we here, we don't usually do rehearsals. We get our scripts and then we just prepare shortly and then we get on, on set and we shoot it. But this rehearsal process already helped us to gel as uh, individuals, I think the characters that were there previously, because everybody else had done the radio drum and I was joining in during the audio one. So uh, during the, the visual one. So during the rehearsals, I think it was really important for us to gel in, as in when we were having these discussions over Zoom, we really, you know, like interacted so well because we even had exercises during those rehearsals. So it was really a bonding session. And what we did while we were shooting the the film is that we almost did it like a play because we would actually do it from the beginning to the end for different characters in each different days. So if we were having Jacinda, for instance, we were shooting Jacinda's parts, we would start from the beginning of the film to the end of the film. The rest of the characters were actually in the set, but we were not being shot. So the cameras are on Jacinda and we're shooting her parts and the rest of us are off camera, but we are actually playing our parts along so that Jacinda Mm -hmm. can have the reaction. So it was basically just like a play from the beginning to the end. All those five days we were shooting, we were doing the play over and over. It's like we were staging it pretty much.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of good energy really, that's the only way we could have accomplished this. All of us came, everyone was open, the cast from the audio play even to the Zoom film, everyone was very open to anything and Maimuna made it so clear from the beginning that this is the first time she's doing this and if you have any ideas on how to make it better. The times we'd be shooting and she'd be like, okay, guys, I am really, I really don't know how to go about this. How do we go about this? And then we'd all just bring our heads together and we'd come up with solutions on the go and then we'd continue shooting. I remember during a day in the shoot, there was the constructions happening at the neighboring, <laughs> at the, yeah, the neighboring location. And that's like crazy when you're a sound person. And mm-hmm. since the, the whole film was shot in four days and we only had four days to complete it. and we have curfew in Kenya because of the lockdown and everything. And so she had to make sure that people were out of their on time so that we didn't get into traffic and get arrested and meet you days and <laughs> things like that. Wow. So she re- we really had to think on our feet. We really had to improvise. And at the end of the day, the openness of it all, good energy, just being generous with your time and yourself is what contributed to the success of the film.
0: Wow, filming under du- extreme duress. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> about anger
2: management. Yeah, I hope you get to that place of anger, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's also a different that's a different film. Um, I wanted
0: to know either Mercy or Waikio if you can talk about um, Lewis and and that character in the film because I was I was really struck by. By his demeanor, his personality, and it's it's always like oh the man in the room they're just they can't <laughs> they can't <laughs> let go you know so if you want to he was great it was perfect if you want to talk about him and his his character
3: I think the counselor can talk about counciloros <laughs> <Can laughs> yeah. what can you share can you share how you feel about him yeah. <laughs> so wow <laughs> I'm you on the top there. But, yeah so.
1: Well, I got to experience all the characters from my end, but yeah, Louis was quite unique because first of all, he was the only guy in, that, uh, in the anger management class. So he had to deal with the fact that he has been brought up in privilege. He has been, um, he has been associated with the, the corrupt leaders that uh, the country has. And then with that ego that he has, he has to come and listen to a woman, guide him and tell him how to manage his anger. He has to sit in a class with women that he also feels like they're beneath him. So Louis as, a, as, as let me talk about Eddie. Eddie Kimani really embraced this character because he, he wore this individual. Like the minute we saw Eddie Kimani I just saw a privileged brat who cares for (laughs) nobody else, who is so self-centered, who wishes that everything could stop for him. But then as we get to know him and as we interact with him, we see a softer side of him, especially when he starts interacting with his wife and we start seeing, oh my God, there is somebody, there is a human being inside of him. And he opens up to the possibility that, there are leaders who really want some good but they don't get a chance because of the cartels that they're facing and so it gives us an opportunity also not to you know to be so judgmental to these leaders to give them a chance also to give them an ear and see what they have to offer. Mm.
2: Yeah thank you that leads perfectly to my next next question Um, obviously this film is so much fun to watch and it's really playful and it keeps you engaged but you also sprinkle in a lot of social justice issues. you talk about oppression. Um, maybe you haven't been paying attention to what's been going on in the United States for the past few years, but it's something that uh, you know we can all we can all relate to. Um, so I'm curious are these topics that in in Nairobi are, are these topics that are kind of taboo to talk about in public because we are very vocal. Um, uh, every day, all day. I mean, it's called bitch talk, what we're on right now. So um, (laughs) is this sort of a common thing and and are people really vocal about things uh, in Nairobi as well?
3: Um, It's it's evolving. So for the longest time, people have been scared of the government. People have been afraid to speak up about their issues because it always comes back with such an unfair backlash. And just in 2020 alone, when, America was going through what happened to George Floyd and every other person. It affected Black the whole world. Matter. Black lives matter. And in Kenya, what we were going through, though, amongst there's a lot of cases al- around police brutality. But what, the one that struck our hearts and the, the one that broke our hearts completely was a 13 year old boy getting shot by a policeman while he was on the balcony because they were under they were going through some was it the coronavirus curfew lockdown crackdown something. Because people who had um, broken the curfew uh, rules were being shot at just randomly in the streets, and that was unfair. And when it, that, that just broke our hearts completely. And people are not really vocal in Kenya outside, like, guys won't not necessarily go out and protest for fear of getting shot at, and no justice will be done. But online, there's a lot of online war that happens if you if you just go on twitter and look at what kenyans on twitter are doing kenyans on twitter are i thing. we recently just went down we we, we were we bashed we the imf we attack people and we attack the government <laughs> we signed a petition so that the government does not take any other loan from the imf and it's actually being considered. I think we were actually on the front page of the Daily Daily Mail or something that mm. ignorant, yeah, the ignorant Kenyans do, who were speaking nonsense about the IMF. But we know what we are talking about. At the end of the day, we are the ones who are supposed to pay back these loans. So it is evolving. There was a time when speaking against the president, as as I think as uh, in 2002, probably, speaking against the government or the leader would land you in the grave, not even in prison. We had the Nyoya House, uh, there was a torture chamber in our CBD, our central business district, where people would be taken there and tortured on suspicion of being against the president. So this is something that is slowly evolving. People are finding their voice. People are finding creative ways on how to speak up about the injustices that are happening in Kenya.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I must also agree that the, the creative space is not shying away from these issues and uh, people are writing films, people are writing stories, people are performing monologues and people are speaking about it using the creative space that we have and, uh, and I think it's now it's a wave that is rising and it's almost about to hit those bumps mm-hmm. and now we can see there's a little bit of response you know, when we are, when we are making noise on, on social media, it's bound to attract some sort of attention. And so that is yeah. what we're looking for. And so by using these films also, you know, um, shouting about them and making noise about them on social media, and also raising this um, in social injustices that we're facing, a human rights violation and things like that, impunity and corruption you know we've been ranked 28 out of 100 you know that's that's just sad. Yeah. but um i think as mass is saying we're evolving and we are changing how we're handling our matters and hopefully uh, films like this can open up up in avenues for conversations and hopefully mm. propel us to do some action
3: yeah, it's it's so bad. We bullied our president out of Twitter. He had to shut down his Twitter account. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that was amazing.
0: <laughs> so did we. Yeah, so did so <laughs> Yeah, look it up. Cheers to that.
2: <laughs> Cheers to, yeah yeah the <laughs> yeah
0: well it was it's been a pleasure to have you both on the show with Keo and Mercy and um the film is called Tales of the Accidental City and we just really appreciate your time and um a side note while I was watching the film last night I just got really excited to have you both on um and a little emotional I would say um because it's I don't know you know these times are really hard yeah, so, yeah and it's and it's so nice to have international folks come on our show
2: and to have oh. you on a bigger platform like SF Film and, and yeah. have your story shared on an international level is so important. i I'm is just super honored.
3: Yes, can I just say thank you for that? Just, I feel like especially as artists right now, we are looking for the s- smallest glimpses of hope to just make us remember why we started doing this. So even when this, when my Mona told us about this, <laughs> I don't know. It it just. <laughs> It, it was such a heavy cloud of darkness, because right now there's nothing happening in the artistic world in Kenya. Everything has been. We are back to a lockdown. Um, oh. All artistic spaces have been closed. And for us, art, art is life, art is therapy. We, art is what gives us life. And it's not just a, a means of making a living, it's life to us. And when you take that away from us, we are left not knowing what to do with ourselves. or Mm -hmm. yeah so when this came through honestly for me it just (laughs) i don't know it it made me feel hopeful that things are happening behind the scenes that i don't know of and i should just let go of control and just trust that everything will be fine so i guess the, the thing about just being courageous and taking each day at a time, each moment at a time and being hopeful is what is keeping us moving in Kenya. And I hope that that is what will keep you going too. And I want to give you a big, big hug. <laughs> <laughs> you I too. I too. need it.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I, also, I also think just because um, this was experimental in the first place, there's a Swahili saying that says, Panaponia Basically, where there's-, where there's a will there is a way. Yeah. So this is a, I, I, I remember telling Maimuna that this is a story of courage. This is a story of Maimuna has no idea how film is directed but she took up. She yeah. took up that space and decided no what we're doing this and I think I can speak for all of us when we're getting into this film we really um, didn't know what we're getting ourselves into. <laughs> There was a lot of stuff that we learned along the way, a lot of situations that we had to, a lot of hurdles that we had to jump, you know, as we went along. But because we had the Nia, there was an gia. Because we had yeah. the will, there was a, was a way. So really encouraging to know that during these times, we can still do stuff. You know, we can't just sit back and wait for the lockdown to be lifted. We can't just sit down and wait for the cafes to be lifted. We mm. can rise up, we can do stuff. We can share our stuff online. And, you know, we've become such a global space that stuff happening here can easily go elsewhere. And look at us now. We've broken those ceilings. We've broken those boundaries. We're interacting with people that we'd never imagined that we would interact. We're showcasing and premiering our shows in places that we never imagined. So there's no limit. We are our own limitations. And I think with this film, we're showing ourselves that we can actually do whatever we purpose to do.
0: Mm. Yeah. And maybe gonna without, I was going to say, maybe, you know, if I, the silver lining to the pandemic, we get to speak with you. Maybe if there was no pandemic, we wouldn't. So thank you yeah, so much be. for being on Bitch Talk and thanks for being therapy. Uh, right. No, you guys are your <laughs> characters.
2: I don't know. I yeah. feel like I'm talking to Jacinda and Counselor Rose right now. It's yeah. So nice. thank, you, thank you, Counselor Rose. <laughs> yeah, it was so nice. Thank you. And is that it, where you. there's a Nia, there's a, where there's a Nia, there's a Gia. That's the phrase. one. yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. so okay we're, we're gonna have different. to have another interview for, <laughs> yes. that's a whole other half hour <laughs> if you like what you hear rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for more
0: information about us you can head to bitch
2: this podcast is created hosted and executive produced by erin lim my co host is Angela Tabora,
0: aka Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.